0: Entire production supervised by Big One. Uh... Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Spiel. My name is Chris, movie as always is Barker and Alex, and we watched... It. What are we watching? Oh, yeah, Twilight Eclipse. This is uh, the third movie in the Twilight Saja, and oh my goodness, uh, it just keeps going. Uh,
2: Every movie might not start with the good one, and then afterwards,
1: no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Incorrect. (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh no, this movie is uh, not great. But before we talk about it, Parker, do we have any news? Unfortunately, our fourth Mike Madison
1: Carl- <laughs> Like, Sorry, I'm all juiced up after a week of CP3 slander, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
2: there's only one news that's really important to me, and that is that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong 2 is a go, yes! with Adam Wingard directing, bringing in a uh, friend of the show and hunk, Dan Stevens, from the guest. Oh, hell yeah. So, uh, hey guys,
1: let's just try and, uh, Hold on, let's get vaccinated, let's just survive a couple more years, and then it's up in the air. I yeah, exactly. That. Why are you making me live, man? This is, I, I, it's this is the funny. worst news I've gotten in, like, weeks. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, right. buddy. All you gotta do is stay Eat alive. A <laughs> Eat a salad.
0: Eat a salad. i will get to that in a second. Uh, in fact, <laughs> it can be part of our Jerks of the Week. I will elect to go first. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Alex and I went down to the DC Improv to see... Uh, Stavros Halkius from our sister show, Comtown. And. Uh, Don't call us that. And th- <laughs> two things stood out. One, it was a great time. I've never actually been to a, a comedy show before, and um, I, I had a really good time. So uh, I, I was really happy. I might go to more. The other thing is, boy, he's even bigger in person. I did not know he was just going to be so big. <laughs> uh, my jerk of the week, however, is. I should have guessed this one. Stephanie, who is. As it turns out she actually knows him Apparently she played basketball against him And her brother was there And I didn't even We didn't even like see each other the entire time How fucking
1: bad was he that he had to play against girls I uh, <laughs> Look at him He looks like Mr. Snoops from the Rescuers Yeah I feel like he'd be Shaq in a girls league dude
0: I, I don't know How do you yeah, fucking honestly, guard that guy I, I don't know ask ask her but uh, Or ask him I don't know uh, Who are your jerks of the week
2: The nerve to try and tell me that Master Chief fucks! <laughs> I've never been angrier in my entire goddamn. Everything I stand for has been spit upon. What were all the hours for? What were the hundreds of hours for? If he would just turn his back on all of us, everything we stand for—a traitor. Everything I sit for, day in and day out. <laughs> Like, Star Wars wasn't enough. What else can we take from you guys? What else can you strip me of and leave me naked and crying
0: on the floor? you cannot live like this anymore. Apparently Cortana watches him do it too, which... Uh, wh- okay, I'm yeah.
1: back in.
2: <laughs> you, got, you got me. Have you- and if you're at home asking, well, did you watch the episode? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> life is too short for me to watch the paramount plus exclusive halo tv show oh god that's I'm what services yeah, that's, yeah that's yeah yeah like... that explains a lot yeah. yeah i i'm sure someone out there likes it but life is way too short for me to watch that or she hulk yeah sticking, uh, my, on that one. We'll sticking on my guns on that one yeah.
1: I... on. we'll see
2: let's be see. it takes cool. two let's be cool okay okay
1: okay well, if he's suffering too. Then let's hey, go. wait a second. <laughs> um, so I have two jerks of the week this week. so I feel like I owe you guys an extra one for not being here last week. Thank you. Uh, my first one. You know, we don't yeah. often get serious in this podcast, but you know, sometimes I feel like we do need to use our platform for good. So, uh, please, if you know the guy out there that stole Seth Green's ape, he doesn't have a lot <laughs> going on anymore. <laughs>
0: Just let the man's
1: cartoon monkey picture depreciate in peace. Apes together, gone.
2: I, like, got in my car to go to work. Open Twitter's like, I don't feel like going inside yet. And that was the first thing I saw. <laughs> Scott Evil tweeting about his stolen apes. What a miserable world. Who's your leader uh, of the week?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, on a lighter note, uh, so you guys have uh, have heard about that uh, that like, you know, fictional character personality test quiz that's been going around that shows you like all like the the the, the results for like what what characters and like TV shows it's and like a Buzzfeed something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so uh, you want to hear some choice selections from our good friend Cam's results yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> all right so uh, I'm just gonna. Let's go go off this. Uh, be curly I have the top VR. forty list here. 40. So, uh, uh, number thirty nine, Kiff from Futurama. <clears throat> number thirty six, George Michael. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not the singer.
1: Number twenty eight, Ross Geller. Yeah, yeah that's uh, definitely. Number twenty seven, Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> Number 22, the narrator from Fight Club. Yeah. yeah.
0: Number oh, 21,
1: yeah. Waylon Smithers. <laughs> number 20, Milhouse Van Houten. Alright. I think I'd kill myself. Yeah. All right. Number 14, Leonard from The Big Bang Theory.
2: Top 20, huh? Yeah.
1: Number yeah. 13, C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta turn it
0: off at this point.
1: <laughs> you,
0: gotta, you gotta stop scrolling. Uh, maybe it'll get better.
1: Number 11, Hermes.
0: Oh, hang on a second. Wait, Hermes? Who's who's, who's Hermes?
1: From Futurama. Oh, I, I don't watch... All right. That's
2: Cam safe. is notorious for loving
1: limbo. We've all known mm-hmm. that. Number nine, Michael K- Michael Sarah's character from Superbad.
0: Yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, <laughs> that was just him and, in uh, that movie. So,
1: and, uh, let's go ahead and end on this one. Number four, Cyril Figgis. He's <laughs> 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 not that cool. That's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> he took the long version, like the oh. 150 question oh. one. Yeah, that seems and like really something quick he would do. Once you
0: click on a hundred and fifty questions, they have to put Calvin's dad somewhere in there.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking C three P O. Oh man, if
0: I got C three P O on one of those things, you guys wouldn't hear from me for a while. That's <laughs> I honestly. I to make some changes.
1: It is an analysis of personality traits, and you got the Virgin Robot. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, just, I. If you're, if you're out there and you're listening, and you're going through a dark time. I just want you to know it could be worse. I would
0: move my mattress to a gym. I would just le- nev- never, ever leave the Iron Gymnasium. now yeah, Al- Alex, you throwing out the take that the holiday
2: special you have that above Return of the Jedi. I was not ready for something that spicy today.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was. Uh... I've been just shooting off takes from the hip left and right for like two days since so I'm just awake and angry and just completely fueled by stimulants. So Yeah, uh, how's your, how's your uh, study aid treating you, buddy? <laughs> uh, so, not for the purpose of studying. Was, however, for the purpose of cranking out about 55 pages of academic literature in about a 26-hour period. And uh, yeah, King. we submitted an hour early. So the fact that I have slept an hour and a half in the past two and a half days is uh, just gravy. And here you are talking about Twilight. Yeah. I, uh, a a I quite literally managed to fall asleep an hour before we started recording. And, uh, I'm sure I'll be fine so later. Yeah. Yeah, what could possibly fine. go wrong?
0: Alright, uh, let's talk about what we watched recently. I will right, we'll go first. This is one I have a feeling that Parker is heard of, but it's a different version of what Parker's heard of. So, Parker, have you ever heard of Rickio, the story of Ricky? Oh, have i I have heard of it and i I still (laughs) didn't watch it but apparently that is a movie that's based on an anime uh an anime ova so i decided okay i'll watch the anime and it was a pretty extreme it was a pretty good it had a strong fist of the north star energy which is a good thing and i looked it up and uh everyone who reviewed it's like I can't believe the movie is more extreme than this Which means Rickio, the story of Ricky Could be a future episode
2: Oh, it is It's a lot Oh, I hope <laughs> so
0: telling you. Uh, Skipping some ones I watch I watched a whole lot of OVAs that didn't have Hellquakes in them So, it's kind of disappointing I'm sorry I did watch the director's cut of Nightbreed uh, Parker, do we want to double up on this oh. one? <laughs> oh,
2: buddy Future episode underlined three times. I
0: I am shocked by how much I enjoyed this. I maybe this the the list is corrupting me in some way. But Nightbreed owns. I actually had a really good time with this. I uh, so Nightbreed for those who aren't aware was a movie by um, uh, Clyde Barker, and this is after the uh, was it the Hellraiser series, and it came out in 1990. And uh, when it, when it was released, uh, the studio looked at it and they were like, whoa. Not releasing that. And they chopped it up. They changed everything. And the version that everyone saw in theaters was, like, really crappy. And no one liked it. But some of the footage that was cut was uh, re-released over the years. And cobbled together together for, I think, about a three-hour version called The Cabal Cut. And uh, I I looked at it I was like, three hours. And then they released a a version that was just under two hours called uh, The Director's Cut, which is apparently the ideal version. So I watched that one. And... I was... This is actually really good. I, I don't know that it's... I guess I would classify it as a horror movie in some way. There's some pretty scary imagery in here. But the monsters are the good guys. And that's kind of... I think that's kind of a cool thing. The, I, I told this one to Parker, and I have to say this one on the podcast. But the strongest vibes I got from this movie is Little Monsters with a... Uh, with fred savage and uh howie mandel uh there's like this world uh, outside of our own where uh you know monsters live and I, i'm not quite sure how they got there or, or what their purpose is or whatever but i, I feel kind of bad for them and i want to see what they're like and there's a bunch of psychotic humans want to kill them everything this is a good movie this i was uh from like a fantasy perspective i was really interested in what was happening uh parker uh what was your take
2: practical effects forever and ever and yes ever absolutely because like there's some pretty interesting demon designs and all that you're like oh this is pretty cool and then like an hour in he goes deep deep into their lair and you just have like a solid five minutes of him just walking turning corners and just seeing absolute prosthetic rubber nightmares each one of them different than the last one makes no sense there's no context for it they don't explain like, well, you see this person, this happened in them in life, so that's why they look like this. Like, nah, they're all just freaky looking monsters because it looks cool. Yeah. Which is all I want. I don't want a backstory
0: to this. Yeah, see that's the thing is when they went into depth for the uh for the Hellraiser series for why the monsters look like that, it it almost took some of the fun away because you're supposed to look at it and kind of guess for yourself. That being said, I I did kind of feel like uh remember that reference in um in beetlejuice where it's like uh people who kill themselves end up as civil servants in the afterlife and i was like maybe it was like sort of a takeoff on that i don't know uh let's see after that i watched uh devil man volume two demon bird yeah it wasn't that good but yeah dude uh i was surprised by how good the animation was it was like really really good and uh i guess i wasn't expecting that so uh points off for that i like my anime to look shitty uh, it's rough bait. Yeah. Well, next one, this is uh, one that a lot of people have been like, oh, have you never seen this? I'm like, okay, fine. I'll watch Pretty Woman. And I did. Uh, Was there uh, a Hellquake in that? Unfortunately, no Hellquake in Pretty Woman. Am out. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I think I liked it more than I should have, or I didn't like it as much as I should have. Like, you look at these two characters, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, and her gigantic teeth, and you think to yourself, oh, they're so cute together. They're just having fun. This movie's just fun. That's all it is. And uh, and I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I guess it's okay. I think both characters are really, really childish. Uh, I don't really like either one. One of the main criticisms of the movie is Richard Gere. Is, uh, apparently he's kind of a creep. And there are some Christian Grey vibes with this guy. But uh, Julia Roberts' character is very immature. And I... I don't think I would like her very much. As pretty as she is in this movie, I, I couldn't go for her. Uh, also, it feels like a waste of Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander's so funny, and in this movie, he's just the bad guy. I'm like, come on, you can do better than that. I will say what I loved about this movie is Hector Elizondo. Hector Elizondo plays the uh, know, manager of the hotel. He's in the movie for like 10 minutes, and he won a Golden Globe for his performance. Like, that's how memorable he is in this movie. And the same director, Gary Marshall, went on to make The Princess Diaries, and he played the only character in that movie that I really liked, which was the butler. And the more I read about it, I was like, man, I, I just want this guy in more movies. Every single thing that he says, I just hang on every word. And uh, I, I just, I I really like him, so there's that. Other than that, Pretty Woman does not stand out to me. I do think it was influential, though, because I, when you see and hear Julia Roberts in this movie, you're just like oh, this was the thing for women in the 90s. Women in the 90s looked at Julia Roberts and this movie we were just like, yep, that's it. That's who I'm going to be. And uh, I don't know why, but uh, guys didn't do that with Richard Gere, I'll tell you that. We were doing that with Arnold Schwarzenegger and other cool normal guys. All right, well, back to anime. We're going to flip-flop between anime and uh, actual movies. Thank you. Okay this is speaking my language this is one where it could be a future episode now one of the reasons i continue to watch the ovas even though they betray me with a lack of hellquakes is we did an episode on angel cop and that was one of my favorite series i've ever seen angel cop is really really cool and i'm looking for something with the same sort of energy and i think i may have found one in a show called ad police files which is only three episodes long before it got canned. Uh, also, apparently, it's a spinoff of something called Bubblegum Crisis. I don't know what that means. Oh, buddy. Uh, so, oh. yeah, I'm ignorant. I'm very, very stupid. But 80 Police Files. It's for the best. 80 Police Files is very, very well made. It actually tells really good stories. And it's also gratuitous. And uh, it's got a lot of violence and tits and stuff like that. It's like, oh, this should be very good. A lot of obscenities, which I like, by the way. But the more I watched it, I was just like, man, it's a little too good. Like, this is telling an interesting story in a science fiction sort of way. And I'm like, man, I don't know if this really holds up. So I would recommend it. I could say this is a good show to watch. But I don't know that we could make an episode out of it. Uh, Next one, I watched Arachnophobia for the first time. Uh... Oh, hell dude, yeah, dude, this movie's actually good. What the hell? Uh, maybe I'm I'm becoming a horror fan because arachnophobia. Maybe I just got lucky with the last couple ones, but Arachnophobia's is good. Uh, have either one of you seen this?
1: Hell yeah, I've, dude. Look, I've been th- I've been thinking about John Goodman, right? And, yeah, <laughs> to spiders for uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a while now.
0: But well, uh, John Goodman. No, I actually have. John Goodman is in this one, and he plays an exterminator. And I, I don't know why, but like. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking to myself, this is pretty good. And then Jadon Goodman shows up, I'm just like, oh, this is really good. Just the way that he plays this character, I, I don't even know how to describe him. It's like uh, it's like Christopher Walken in Mouse Hunt if he was autistic. Is the best way I could possibly describe it. <laughs> that is a very, very deep cut. Uh I, I love the uh, performance. I think it's really well done with uh, the way it tells its story, which is important because the movie is about two hours long, which is way too long for a horror movie. But, like, I care about these characters. I care about the town. I think the story is well up Like, this happens because of this and this and this and this, and this uh, which you almost never see in horror movies. It's like we, we had a four real story here. I don't think the ending makes any sense at all, but i also don't really care particularly very much so like they beat all the evil spiders right including the king spider and uh th- this is after they move to the country and then they decide okay fuck the country fuck spiders we're moving back to the city and they move to the city and they hear like a, a loud noise outside and they're like uh it's probably nothing we should go check on our kids and then the credits roll they play a happy song and i I guess I it just went over my head. Was the king spider back for them or something? They did show yeah. it, uh, but yeah, that was really good. I was uh, I was very surprised. And now, uh, two yeah. hours is yeah. it's a big it's a ask big ass spider movie. But it, it is actually pretty, and I I guess by default it's the best spider movie I've ever seen. But <laughs> most of the spider movies I've seen have been quite bad. Uh, now this one. This is the closest we're probably going to get to a future episode. Uh, I I want to talk about uh, desensitization. With all the stuff that we watch, and we watch a lot of movies, and especially like the over movies that we watch, it's easy to get desensitized to a lot of things. It's easy to get desensitized to violence. It's easy to get desensitized to uh, profanity. And it's easy to get desensitized to sexuality. To the extent that sometimes you just stop feeling things and you sort of expect them. Like every single thing that I watch has a sex scene now, and it doesn't even feel special. Like there was a sex scene in Arachnophobia. You don't even remember because you just expect, yeah, there's a sex scene in a movie. It's like, whatever.
1: Now, how do you think they got so many spiders?
0: <laughs> I thought they bought them. Anyway, sometimes you need something to come along to remind you just how extreme all that stuff is. Mad Bull 34 is an anime OVM. Oh, OVA. God. <laughs> Dude, have you guys oh. seen this one?
2: I am incredibly aware of its reputation. I haven't gotten to
0: it this yet. This one will push the limits of, uh, of what you are able to withstand. Okay, so Mad 34 is the story of Daisaburo Eddie Bun, a uh, Japanese-American who uh, lives in New York City. Every single person in this anime talks with a very, very thick New York accent. So it feels like watching God. i already sold.
1: I don't care what happens in this. I'll watch it. Let's write that down.
0: Okay, so he also... So he, that means he doesn't say Daisaburo Eddie. He says, My name is Daisaburo Eddie Band. And uh, he actually just talks like that the entire time he has partnered with uh, john estes who is known by two nicknames by the people of the good precinct of 34 he's known as mad bull which is how you get the title and to everyone who's a police officer he is called sleepy because he uh, sleeps a lot he is uh he's about as big as who's that guy like the the streets of fury or streets of rage thing that that huge guy with like the mustache and everything he's that guy uh, I don't, I don't remember what that guy's name is, but, like, that, that, that uh, that beat-em-up video game where <laughs> the guy's, like,
1: seven feet tall. He's a big guy, similar to this big guy no one's ever heard of. No, no, that's, like, the,
0: <laughs> whatever that big guy is, with the mustache and everything. Mike Hagar. Mike Hagar. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. now that I heard his name. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, uh, he's shaped like, and he does have a mustache, too, and he talks like this the entire show, which is great. Um... Now, the, uh, the first episode is titled Hit and Rape. So, right... No way. <laughs> I'm not making that up. So, holy now, boy. like, now, luckily, you don't actually, uh, there isn't actually any rape in here. It just gets really, really close. Like, way too close for comfort. Uh, at one point, he, uh, the, these two cops, uh, save a woman who, uh, I don't even think she was going to be raped. I think she was just held hostage by a guy. Um, and they save her by shooting the bad guy in the head and blowing up his head like a fucking cantaloupe. Uh, so, right off the bat, there's, there's going to be a lot of really extreme violence in this one in a way that makes me smile. And the woman is... Uh, she's sort of, like, uh, grabbing on to Diceboro Eddie Bond, and she won't let go, and, and uh, she's in shock. So, Mad Bull has the idea to... Uh, Oh, I know what'll wake her up out of her system. Shove one of these right up her ass, and uh, he does that. So uh, she wakes up and slaps him. Well, does face. it? So, yeah, um, I was gonna uh, say, does it work? Uh, apparently, it does. Don't uh, leave us hanging, Chris. Yeah. Also, they say fuck so many times in this, and we say fuck all the time to the extent that we kind of like forget what it means. They're saying it like every other word in this one. <laughs> it is all the time. How explicit is the sex, Chris? Let me answer that it is constant the bad bull is constantly fucking women and you see very very much of it not not to the extent that you anyone would classify this as pornography but very very close to the extent that you're just like you kind of get embarrassed would uh, to like recommend this to other people like even mentioning this i'm kind of ashamed to have my name associated with this it's the definition of a guilty pleasure that being said there was an image in episode 3 I don't remember the name of episode three was that went too far for me. Um, at one point, and this is a uh, obviously Parker. I don't think you're gonna watch this with your girlfriend, but um, at one no. <laughs> at one point, um, they're trying to uh, the bad guys are trying to intimidate a woman. I think she's a journalist. She comes home and they're like, "Oh, what's that smell?" And they open up the oven, and her cat is in there. And just that image, that that. I don't know when the last time I gasped was, but that was it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And that episode also ends with uh, that journalist uh, goes to Mad Bull's house with some flowers like, oh, thank you so much for saving me. And it looks like he's trying to rape her. Uh, and it's kind of fucking disgusting. And anyway, she runs away and he says, this is better for her. I did that on purpose to scare her away. I'm a loner. I have to be by, by myself at all times. And I'm just like, oh, it was one of those fun pretend rape scenes. That makes it funny. <laughs> it's a respected Yeah, lover. it's, <laughs> dude, it's so fucking extra If you don't watch this, you're missing out. And also, if you don't watch this, you're probably a better person than I am. <laughs> I uh, I do highly recommend Mad Bull 34. Just do not tell them that Chris sent you. I uh this is one of the ones, if you ever buy it on DVD, apparently it is out on DVD, you shove it in the back and you only bring this out for really treasured guests or if you're extraordinarily drunk. Uh, it really is, uh, like I said, the definition of a guilty pleasure. Alex, what did you watch? Oh, wait, 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 one more, one more. Um, I'm not even going to talk about it, just a brief thing. I watched an OVA called Doomed Megalopolis. I would like you guys to uh, Google this and see what the cover looks like.
1: Okay. Uh, that's a lot of letters. Doomed Mega. Lopalos. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Now That's, yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. All
0: right. Am I going to okay. tell you what happened?
1: Listening. No.
0: Alex, what did you watch? <laughs> I
1: can't just, you can't just leave me with that. Man. Oh,
0: I, I got to leave him hanging. Uh, I got to keep you hanging on for one more good one. All right.
1: I just got a couple to talk about here because mm. I have been a busy little bee. Mm. Although I was able to squeeze a couple things in earlier. You can see today. Pepe buzzing by, so. every time dude every time that little pepe flaps its wings past me i laugh uh so you know sometimes it's just like a movie on in your house that uh you just happen to sit down for an hour and end up watching most of despite the fact that it's kind of against your will and you just you you couldn't care less the movie's on but you know it's just there you're absorbing it and uh let me tell you if uh if i could hop in a time machine to uh when we recorded the Kingsman 2 episode, and make every Shrek 2 comparison that I want to make, I would do it. Because what the fuck is this movie? (laughs) It, It is the only movie that I've ever seen other than the Kingsman sequel, where they just went, hey, what worked in the first one? Cool, take that, and just, like, crank the volume up, like, 150%. The kids are gonna love it, right? You know what this needs? More songs. And more cameos. And just, like... Let's just strip away all of the fun and interesting parts of Shrek, so uh, Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas can sing "Live in La Vida Loca." Oh yeah, oh. like I, I it is just, it's it's funny because it it made me realize that I somehow have seen Shrek one and Shrek three, but never Shrek two. No, oh, really, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that was for the best. I guess I,
0: I'm the opposite. I saw Shrek run and Shrek two, and I uh, hated both of them. So,
1: I mean, the first one I, is like fine it's I, I understand like if that's a movie that you watch for the first time as an adult it's gonna do nothing for you if you watch the movie when you're like 12 you're gonna be like yeah this is pretty funny yeah when i was and, a kid uh, i
0: thought it was funny and uh, now that i've grown up boy that that one doesn't
1: hold up for me at all i i really dislike that one so wow brave take <laughs> 30-year-old <laughs> doesn't like Shrek. I, to be fair, that is surprising coming from our resident kid movie watcher. <laughs> that's, that's a so. good point.
0: And also, you know, I think a lot of people our age are just like, oh, yeah, I love Shrek. It's like, now you go back and rewatch it, dude. It doesn't hold up.
1: I, there's no reason to taint people's memories. Like there's, like, there's a reason that movie was as successful as it was, and it's because it was something that basically every kid that saw it in 2002 or whatever was like, yeah, that was pretty good. And there were a couple memorable moments. And Shrek 2 is a movie where you'll be reminded of those couple memorable moments repeatedly. Hey, uh... Hey, you wanna ask me if they do the Muffin Man bit again? Oh. Mm. Hey, do they do the Muffin Man bit? Of course they do. Except this time, they do manage to improve it because they're, uh... (laughs) their way of getting into the castle for the big showdown at the end is to make a giant gingerbread man who might be retarded oh yeah Um, which is the only part of the movie i laughed at i saw mungo the gingerbread man come out and started (laughs) laughing into my hands she looks over and asks me what I'm giggling about. And after like 15 seconds, I'm able to spit out a giant stone John Wilkes booth and then go back to look at my laptop.
0: <laughs> and she's like, don't you have classwork to be doing? or the final? <laughs> now the question
1: I have is, who put this movie on? It wasn't me. I, uh, <laughs> the cat <laughs> I I came out like 15 minutes into it like literally within 30 seconds of sitting down she was like you know we can change this if you want I'm like I I literally just had food poisoning like I don't care I just want to lay on the couch and just I, I watch whatever you want like you, you're free to make me watch fucking Love Island or whatever and then we just ended up watching it out of inertia I guess yeah, and, yeah uh, that's a real yeah I yeah, should watch Love yeah, Island probably. I yeah I, uh, I don't ever need to watch this one again yeah That was a mistake. Uh, Let me give you the premise of a movie that was not a mistake. (laughs) Well, I'll let you be the judge. Okay, so uh, let me take you on a journey, guys. It's the future. Uh, It's clear at this point in the future that, you know, everything we've been doing at Gitmo is just not working. You know, we've been torturing these prisoners for years. We're not getting anything out of it. And now a new terrorist cell has risen up. Which has blown up such, uh, such cultural touchstones as Big Ben, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> the intelligence agencies of the world have gotten together to fund a black site in the only place uh. that, that they can truly do enhanced interrogation techniques. The International Space Station. What? So, we go to the CIA black site in space where we have a shuttle arriving with, uh, with a fresh new doctor and some cargo, and also Space Station Captain Scott Atkins.
0: Parker, control oh. yourself.
1: Oh. Now... Oh. Now, this movie is called Incoming, and, uh, despite its incredible premise, it mostly isn't that good because there's a lot of talking, and there's a lot of world-building, but, uh, you know, it's a movie that looks like it was made for $3, so it's kind of hard to care about fucking any of it. However, the do- the fight scenes that we do get are so good. <laughs> Including one in which Scott Atkins hits a terrorist in the face with a wrench and looks into the camera and says, Welcome to America, bitch. <laughs> so, you know, your mileage may vary, but uh, you just know that there is a movie out there where Scott Atkins is in a space prison fighting Russian terrorists. So, uh... Or at least I think they're supposed to be Russian. I can fucking tell. Yeah, yeah, really not much more to say about that. A movie that there is more to say about, however... Parker. Parker, 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 Parker. Yes, sir. Have you heard of a movie called The Tournament? No, but you immediately have my attention. (laughs) Okay.
2: This is the best my posture's ever been. I <laughs> leapt up out of my seat. Suddenly the background so. Gone.
1: <laughs> so I know what you're thinking. It must be a martial arts tournament, right? You're close, but not quite. No, it is an, instead a Battle Royale-style tournament of assassins trying to murder each other for a prize of oh $10 God. million. Dollars. The what background the- on this <laughs> one is that once every seven years... These fucking rich assholes, you know, they, they, they contract out 30 assassins to come to some small-town village somewhere on the fucking planet where they have 24 hours to hunt each other down, and these rich fucks, you know, all bet on it, and then the winner just gets a dump truck full of money. So we start this movie out with a flashback to seven years ago when our last tournament was going down, and we see that our tournament winner, Ving Rames, is just happy to be done with it. He's out, you know? He won, he got his money, he's going home to his wife. Smash cut to the present day, where we start to see the assassins arriving in... Oh, it appears this is the first time this has been held in ye olde Britain, in some small fucking town. So, just know that all of the fucking, you know, all of the extras, all of the fucking convenience store employees and all this, going from here forward, are all British. Uh... You know, we're we're starting to get a a rundown of the competitors, and we see that Ving Rhames is back. Well, why is Ving Rhames back? Well, apparently because... Somebody just went into his house, killed his wife, took his shit in his pool, and ate all of a Reuben Candy. So he's coming out of retirement to get to revenge on the guy that did it. His candy. And we start we start going through, you know, they've got like the little the like the, the clip show of all these assassins that they're showing to the rich fucks that are gonna bet on it, like what their odds are coming up. And it's got everybody you're expecting to see. You know. There's a lady with a giant sniper rifle, there's uh, you know, the the sadistic sociopath guy who's just doing killing for the sake of killing, who just future warning for you, Parker. Since I know you're going to watch this, uh, does shoot a dog in the face in his first scene. So maybe don't watch this one with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. um, you know we, we've got we've got uh, parkour guy, we've we've got um, a spetsnaz demolition expert played by Scott Adkins. <laughs> Uh, you know, just just all of the characters you expect to see in a movie such as this. Uh, The tournament begins. Parkour guy's brilliant strategy is to remove his tracker, go to a restaurant, and put it in some guy's coffee. So this other guy drinks it and everybody thinks he's in the tournament. And then the killing starts. And when I say that this movie is bloody, this movie is so fucking bloody and all of it looks great. You like head explosions? We got you covered. You like body explosions? We got you covered. You want to see a dude just like roll through a strip club with a shotgun? These people know what you want. Like just just, you know, lady turns around with her enormous fake tits out just blasted by a fucking shotgun blast that actually looks good because all of the blood effects are mostly practical. Uh, at some point during this process, it is revealed to us that if you break the rules of the game, the rich people just blow you up. So. Can <laughs> we get one of those for Discord? <laughs> it is very good. It is very stylish. It is, you know, it has a plot where you can figure out exactly what's going on, like 15 minutes in. Just me telling you that somebody kills Ving Van- wife should tell you the entire plot of the movie. But, uh. Yeah, Uh, if you like movies where you get to see Scott Hackins die because somebody pulled the pins and all the grenades on his belt, uh, this is the movie for you. If you want to see the climactic final battle in which there is a car chase involving an oil tanker and a British double-decker bus, this is the movie for you. You guys. This is one of those movies where whoever the fuck made it knows exactly why you're there and exactly what you want and all of those parts fucking rip and everything else you just kind of forget about so it's perfect parker i expect to hear from you about this in more detail in the coming weeks because this is everything that you could possibly be looking for in directed dvd slop actually looks good actually looks good has like an interesting premise and people in it that you give a shit about like they keep the fucking bodies rolling through there's just blood splattering everywhere it's you'll have a great time
2: I'm so happy to have something to look forward to you guys
1: and uh, with that I seed the floor
2: oh jinkies well I don't have anything to top that unfortunately you don't need to it's fine so, uh, my uh, Sam Raimi journey continues yeah. as I watch two more. The two that came out before Spider-Man took over his life. Uh, one is a two-plus-hour Kevin Costner baseball movie.
0: What?
2: It is not very good <laughs> as <it> What's <went laughs> the name of There's it? a reason you've never... For, the, for love of the game, oh. which I wrote as, for the love of raging and then caught myself <laughs> because I am. I'm up there. So, here's the thing. Like, it's no secret I'm not really a baseball fan. I think the last baseball game I watched was when we all went to that Rangers game at DraftKings oh, yeah, all dude. Those years ago. Like, <laughs> I don't care about the sport at all, but it's one of the best movie sports. Like, you put baseball in a movie, I'm locked in. I don't care about watching it on TV but any baseball movie's good. The so it's a pretty simple premise like he's an old pitcher, he's over the hill, he's hot-ass 90s Kevin Costner, he can truly get it. And he takes the he takes the mound and it's going to be his last game and like, you know, we see some baseball action but between pitches like he's reminiscing on his life. Like it's a pretty solid premise. It's pretty it's pretty solid three-star premise there. Mm-hmm. There's like a section in the middle of this movie, it's like 45 uninterrupted minutes of him and this fucking girl just meeting, going on these dates, and then they don't get along, but then they get along, but there's a misunderstanding, but then they care about each other, and it just drags everything to a halt. It is brutal. I, if you just like watch the second half of it, it's pretty solid, because again, like, baseball and boxing are just the two best movie sports. They always look good. Um, well, at least Ramey's always good at filling out casts because everyone is someone in this movie. Like it's like he gets called to the dugout and you meet his coach and it's just JK Simmons with a big thick mustache, and you're like, Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. This works for oh, me. Yeah. His catcher is John C. Riley, who's good in everything. Uh, like the entire like I said, the entire premise of the game of the movie is this final game and the whole thing's called by Vin Scully. Like, there's really good parts around it. But the romance is just, oh my god, it sinks it. And it's, there's an uninterrupted chunk, which I think was legitimate like 45 minutes without cutting back to the
0: game of uh. just their
2: bullshit. You could not care uh. less.
0: You know, I think yeah, that, like, when, uh, as you're describing this, the more I think about it, I'm like, this sounds like maybe it'd be more for me. And then I remember you said at the top that like Kevin Costner said it, so. Yeah.
2: Which I just assumed you would like because your dad. I actually heart. can't
0: stand Kevin Costner.
2: I don't think he's good. Oh, well, definitely don't watch yeah. this movie then. Is, are you still mad about draft uh, day? The. Yeah. Friend of the show. <laughs> Everyone involved in draft yeah. day. Uh, so the next movie, the one he made right before Spider Man, was The Gift which was a movie I thought I'd seen, and then a 15-minute scene, Keanu Reeves showed up and dropped a hard R, and I realized, oh, I've not seen this <laughs> whatsoever. I would have remembered this. <laughs> the Gift is fascinating, because it's like this southern gothic noir thriller murder mystery with a really stacked cast, and everyone does the worst southern accent you've ever heard in your yes. life. Yes, Like, Hillary Swake in this movie is making choices and no one said hey cut no one talks like that you just won an Oscar what are you doing um Kate Blanchett is this small town psychic who has like actual ESP and it's just her trying to solve a murder and they think Keanu Reeves did it because he's an abusive husband which I did not even piece together that this came out right after the Matrix and it was him trying to be like no 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 I can do this too <laughs> but he can't because you can never ever look at him and not think That's Keanu Reeves. Right, yeah. You just, you cannot separate him from this role. It is, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I enjoyed it. It's streaming for free on Prime, so I would knock that out this morning. It was okay. I like a nice, gross, sweaty, swampy, southern noir. I like a prolonged courtroom scene with the southern lawyers yelling at each other with the ol' I say, I say... Does it please the jury to know Like a lot of that <laughs> John kind of Pittman shit Very into that Yes it, 100% uh, So yeah that was that was pretty good But finally uh, we're on to the Spider-Mans which I watched recently when No Way Home Spider-Man. came out which means I should get to skip Straight to Drag Me to Hell Which is incredibly good Hell for me yeah. It's going to be a good week yeah. An all time great movie title That is one of my favorite um, movies I think
0: yeah. I, I said that was my mom's all time favorite movie
2: it's it's a good one. It's a good pick. So, a couple weeks ago, last time we were in theaters, I mentioned that I got the trailer for the new Firestarter remake, which I didn't know was being I got it or too. too. <laughs> Imagine my shock when I learned like, "Oh, it's streaming for free on Peacock." Let me let me open this bitch up here on the title page, Firestarter. And right below it, it shows a Rotten Tomato score of a firm thirteen <laughs> percent. So that was an immediate hit play. One of the most bland movies I've ever seen in How my life. How long was it? Absolutely. Oh, it's a tight ninety. Oh, that's they good. knew what oh, they that's had. Good. <laughs> it's a movie that feels too long, but also rushed. It really, you get the feeling that they screened it. They're like, "How many chop this down." To theatrical runtime. We can cram in some more screenings. It'll be out of theaters in two weeks. Just absolutely no faith behind this. Not good at all. Incredibly bland. The one good part is for some reason, John Carpenter did the score and it's very good. I'll be
0: downloading it. I don't know
2: why. Like, I know he was supposed to direct it back in the 80s and that all fell through because the thing bombed, but why now? Is he still that attached to it? Because this movie is. I can't even, like, be super, like, harsh and judgmental about it. It's just so nothing. Like, I almost forgot to log it. I was looking at what I watched. I was like, okay, I watched this brand new release that played in theaters. Gone. Gone from my brain. If I didn't see Popular Friends on Letterboxd, I would have totally forgotten I watched it. It's a movie with Zac Efron with a pyrokinetic child, and it's just, nah, doesn't exist. Very impressive to fuck up that So
0: I might be purchasing this for $10 it's pretty good
2: it's pretty good I'll be honest that was dragging me through that last 45 minutes (laughs) I bet because at one point we had to go run errands we paused at an hour and we just looked at each other like we're too far into it I I gotta log it on we're at the third act which is is, I have to see this thing man it is absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. look forward to never hearing about it again because no one's going to watch it because no one else has Peacock because why would they now the last couple entries here are two powerful 90s action yes driven. one one is incredibly not good and the other is slightly less not good i will start with a movie that i
1: just assume alex has watched called cyber tracker oh yeah oh wait no sorry let oh me, yeah let me correct you i've only seen the sequel somehow oh okay that's why i was like i feel like you <laughs> talked about this but you didn't have it logged. <laughs> hey, uh, let me just
2: go ahead and let you know, uh, the original's not any good either. But the original, of course, sees um, Don the Dragon Wilson <laughs> as a Secret Service agent protecting a se- Senator Bob Dilly <laughs> in their uh, robot police force, which is basically, hey, what if the Terminator was just a bald white Wasn't guy, Bob like also the he was best... a cop?
0: Wasn't Bob Dilly the best defensive tackle for the Cowboys?
2: <laughs> Sorry, go. Don't talk about Cowboys defensive tactics. <laughs> i had a long day. <laughs> How fucking dare you. You say J. Ratliff, I'm shutting my fucking laptop. Well, Roy Glover. S-
0: oh,
1: okay. <laughs> That's what I called for. Fuck, what did he uh, cheat permit- you to? God damn it. I'm going to think about it now.
2: <laughs> the uh, long and short of this movie is um, Don the Dragon Wilson is working closely with the cyber core industry who develops these cyborg executioners aka the trackers the cyber trackers as you will and he starts to find out like hang on a second these guys might not be on the up and up and it just turns into 90 minutes of him going ah i've uncovered more secrets and then him having to do very cool kicks and fight a lot of people as he, as they put hits out on him and frame him for murders and he just has to keep spin kicking his way to justice um not good a lot of car explosions. Ooh. A oh, lot yeah. <laughs> of car explosions. They really outdid themselves. It feels like every ten minutes they're like, ah, "That's enough talking." Um, have have the robot man throw someone into a car and then have it explode. Don't worry about it. Doesn't have to make sense.
1: Just uh, so just that, for the record, yeah. the, the second one, just as many car explosions. Also, the bad guy from the first one has been reprogrammed and is now one of the good guys in the second one, but like barely uh, in it. Which uh, hell yeah, you always love to see it. Yeah, the big climax to the movie is he like finds out all those
2: secrets the uh, the bad guy's giving a speech and he just like, walks up and shoots him again, Lee Harvey Oswald style and everyone's like oh my god he's got a gun get him and then they look and see that the guy giving the speech is actually a robot and then the movie ends with a newscaster quoting Ayn Rand it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life uh, five stars, incredibly bad no one should watch it but us but now I take us to a movie called Dark Angel, which is a movie that Alex will be watching. I promise you. Oh God! Uh, Dark Angel, also known as I Come in Peace. Oh a God! Movie where Houston police officer Jack Kane, played by Dolph Lundgren. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> he, he's a vice cop, right? And he's he's a real dirty cop, but he gets the job done. And then aliens show up. And these aliens look explicitly like uh, Christopher Lambert as Raiden in the Mortal Kombat Oh, hell yeah! They all have long white hair, the plain white eyes, and he just walks up to people and says, I come in peace. And then throws these, what I can only describe as deadly fidget spinners as people. And then he injects them with things to turn them... There's an intergalactic drug trade. There's a lot going on. There's aliens. The FBI knows about them um well, on the list. they need the endorphins from humans brains so they they shoot the the alien comes in and shoots the victims full of synthetic heroin and then extracts the endorphins and then that turns that into a drug that he can use on his home planet there's a lot going on there's a lot of Dolph lundgren chasing these raiden aliens and like again every 10 minutes they're like all right this is getting boring um have him just walk up on someone in an alley and kill him Like, there's a bunch of police procedural bullshit Like, oh, you're not playing by the book Jump cut to just some lady working in a garage You've never met before She's working on a car Dude comes in, throws a fidget spinner at her Injects heroin in her brain And then pulls out the endorphins This happens (laughs) like eight or nine times In the end of this movie I promise you, you'll watch it when I tell you this Dolph Lundgren gets the upper hand on the big bad alien The alien is impaled the alien once again says, I come in peace. And Dolph Lundgren holds up a giant space gun and says, and you go in pieces, asshole. <laughs> and he shoots him and he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life.
2: Oh, shit. A million stars. Cannot wait to hear about it in the near future now that he's done
1: with the called it, what was is it called? Correct. Dark Angel?
0: Well, yes. I looked it not up. not to
1: be confused with the Psycho Kickboxer. I know, boxer. I was about to say. That was <laughs> the, I When I was looking yeah. up
2: Taurus, that
0: was right underneath it. And I was
2: like, yeah, I should watch yeah, it. Yeah, bro.
1: <laughs>
0: That's why you were doing it, too. You were just like, oh, they have the real one. <laughs> Finally. <Yeah. laughs> now you know the backstory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, lads. Let's get into the good Twilight movie. Oh, no, we nah. have to do Eclipse.
0: Okay, so... Alright so movie begins And they still haven't banged yet What the fuck is going on here
2: (laughs) This was the one Or my first one I rewatched the whole series Learning in real time like wait I've spent my entire teenage And adult life knowing about Team Edward And Team Jacob Mm -hmm. This dude is such a fucking dweeb (laughs) He's the saddest Little fucking beta cuck I've ever Seen in my life this is so humiliating for two hours
0: yeah uh, that's, that's the thing is like uh, a lot of women have portrayed it as like oh how could she leave uh, Edward or how could she not uh, how could she resist Jacob or something like that I'm like how could she see anything in either one of these guys these guys are both fucking dicks like I, I don't I don't understand the appeal here so uh, she's constantly begging like please turn me into a vamp. she's Guillermo from fucking uh, basically yes that yeah, is yeah, a good way to put it yeah she's gizmo and uh he's like oh no I won't do that until you until you marry me and she's like okay can we get married and he's like no so <laughs> for two hours this yeah. happens uh she's got a ring on her index finger for uh, reasons that escape me I think girls just do that sometimes uh, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know if it's a geomancy thing or, or what I don't know what her fucking deal is Maybe she's like a secret witch. Is that like a twist or something? Because I don't remember the books. So, I don't know. Uh, anyway, Edward, who's never seen a comb before, is like concerned that the werewolves are getting too close or something.
1: Hey man, they didn't uh, have combs back in the 1910s. You gotta cut him some slack. Right, I guess they didn't have
0: combs <laughs> back in the 1910s. Man, the
2: flashbacks in this movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, we'll get to them.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, the dad is still there uh, he looks like Mike he looks like Mike Haggard too because he has a mustache uh, now he's always like he, he's like the ideal dad for this kind of story the sort of like female fantasy sort of thing in that he's concerned but not intrusive he's not going to like interfere with uh, her relationship but he's always just like you know i worry about you right and she's like yeah I know dad he's like okay he goes back to watching hockey.
1: (laughs) Parents, they just don't understand. Am I right? Right. yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: I guess we should talk about the scene where they're running through the forest because it looks fucking stupid. (laughs) You're going to have to narrow that down, buddy. I think it's the first time there's like a whole bunch of them. It's been a while since I watched this and my notes are not very specific. I just wrote down running through forest scene. And I think, if I remember correctly, it's where there's like a bunch of vampires and they're running through the forest and it looks like shit.
1: Oh, yeah, when well, they're chasing, was, like, that, chasing s- that one guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks awful. I,
0: and I'm, like, a little surprised. What year did this movie come out? Like, 2010 or something like that? 2009? Something like that. And it, it just looks like utter shit, which I haven't seen a movie look like this, I, I don't know, what did you say, anachronistic and how bad it looks for its CGI, since I did see that clip on Twitter of uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Holy shit. That was fucking <laughs> <wicked> bad. <laughs> yeah. This is on that level. For all you Silver Surfer fans out there, that's my comparison. <laughs> this uh, scene
1: the scene fucking owns because uh it's just like one of the bad vampires, just like ping ponging back and forth between the vampire territory and the werewolf territory, and then like oh, they, yeah. they try to chase him over the line, and they're like, ooh. and then it comes back like five <laughs> seconds later, and then he jumps back over the line. It's like, ooh. it's like, oh, this is this is what Republicans think Joe Biden's doing at the border. <laughs> <This fucking laughs> owns. Is is he
0: like trying to get the uh, werewolves vampires to fight each other? Is that what he's uh, is that what's going on? Uh, possibly that.
1: Out? Possibly also a. Pure coincidence that he's just running down this cool river that separates the territory. <laughs> Does it really doesn't seem to matter. up deaf guy. <laughs> this is fucking Arnold. Hey, Arnold's pig just like running around the, <laughs> the little bridge camp.
2: So just to put this at the top, some context: box office six hundred and ninety-eight million American dollars. That is obscene for the time. Mm-hmm. This is pre every Disney movie making a billion. This was like the biggest fucking opening, midnight opening ever. Held so many records, and it's one of the most wretched movies we've ever watched.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure Josh and I worked the uh, the premiere of this on that that uh, fateful night. Somehow survived the car. The scars remain. Speaking of scars, uh, they talk about imprinting. It is important oh, hell yeah, to dude. Uh, yeah, have this <laughs> Hang conversation Hang on as well. to all
1: of this information for later, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so imprinting is... I don't remember the exact words that Jacob uses, but I remember thinking, now that I know what imprinting is, because I, I read the books, it is so much creepier the way he describes it. I think he describes it as like the ultimate expression of love or something like that. What it means is he's going to fall in love with her baby.
1: That is, yeah. <laughs> I, ultimately yes that is not what it means in this context but yes
0: <laughs> yeah what, what was his I don't remember what he was saying I just remember
1: thinking oh my god no he's gonna fuck the baby he basically explains it as like love plus plus like it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> see I told you
0: yeah ultimate expression of love it gives him plus four attack strap you know come on
1: no you don't understand like we can love differently because we turn into giant dogs when the moon is out i i none of it makes any fucking sense man but uh we do get is this the one where we get all of the fucking werewolf lore because she gets she's the only outsider that's ever been invited to the fucking hippie drum circle where they talk about being wolves
0: i think this is it
1: yeah it's, um, this and the last one yeah, blur yeah, together, yeah. despite the fact that I watched right, the yeah. last one like two months ago. So
0: yeah, this okay. So this is around that time because uh, th- the wolves and the vampires, by the way, are working together to keep her safe from um, the other bad vampires. I don't know. Never and, thought I'd uh, find
1: myself working side by
0: side with a the vampire. Right. <laughs> there is a scene here. I, I this is like the weirdest note I think yeah. I've ever taken because. Uh, I don't even know if this character comes back, but this character has a name. This character is called Seth Clearwater. Uh, I don't know if this guy ever comes back. The only thing I thought <laughs> he is he gets his apes back. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is as soon as I saw Seth Clearwater, I was like, Oh my god, that guy looks just like Tignataro. <laughs> <laughs> so she has range, she is a werewolf, and uh, it's absolutely fascinating. And I, I think this is where they have uh yeah, the werewolf drum circle where they talk about how uh the werewolves are fucking Nancy Gribble or something. I don't know. <laughs> is she just this annoying
2: fucking white girl who all the werewolves hate because they all know that Jacob's obsessed with her and she will not even touch his dick for a second she just keeps barging and be like hey guys so what's why do you guys hate the vampires so much and they all just sit around and tell their whole lineage and these stories of these vampire broads coming in and ruining their whole village and she's like wow that's crazy see i'm gonna let that vampire pipe me down i hope we can remain friends though i hope that's cool and he's just hey, do you want to come? Vibrating. To, do
1: you want to come to my graduation party at the Vampire House? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I want to talk about the flashback scene they have here. This is like uh, Disney's live action version of Pocahontas, uh, and it's I guess it's like a bunch of Native Americans who can transform into werewolves. I uh, whatever. How the fuck did and they lose? I know. Uh, well, honestly. Yeah. It's one
1: vampire One in a
0: vampire whole and, and... tribe of Oh, no, I, I
1: meant yeah. the entire continental United States, dude.
2: Oh, oh even better question, honestly. Well, yeah, that too.
0: Anyway, so one vampire. How and does Sam Bradford never win been... the <laughs> <laughs> And not to be rude, but it's a lady vampire.
1: <laughs> so anyway, the lady <laughs> they vampire. They figured out just... Liz Warren on the first full moon of the campaign. <laughs> 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 so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's why they had not playing all those domes.
0: All right, so uh, the lady vampire is really fucking up that village of warwolves, and uh, then one of the squaw grabs a knife, and I'm like, oh, she's gonna go, she's gonna gank her, and uh, instead she raises the knife and stabs herself in the belly. I'm just like, what? What is it? Is she trying to kill herself so the thing can't kill her and turn her into a vampire? Werewolf hybrid? What's going on? No, it turns out stabbing herself draws the attention of the lady vampire so a werewolf can jump on her back and eat her. And it's, like, the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm sure there's like probably a lot of... You just cut your palm, you yeah, fucking I'm, idiot. I'm sure there's a bunch of, like, theater kids who watch this, it's like, oh my god, that sacrifice was so beautiful. And uh, then they cummed.
1: <laughs> For the first time, I thought, yeah. I thought
0: there was more coming no. at the end of that sentence. No. Turns out, no, you just may no. come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone in this movie is just fucking acting like a Rondo Jeff. they just, just kind of like <laughs> awkwardly. They just feel like they shouldn't be in the same scene as anyone else in this movie. I've never seen like it's such a big cast where no one has any chemistry with anyone else it's because everyone's so uncomfortable cuz Jacob's
2: horniness is you can taste it in the air like he wants to fuck her oh, so Lord. badly and it's and these all these shirtless dudes are just sitting around looking at them like as he's just staring daggers through her and licking his chops like a Tex Avery cartoon <laughs> <laughs> he's imagining her as like a big old roasted turkey on a plate he wants her so badly and she's just sitting there like yeah so you know, I'm graduating tomorrow, and you can come. You can, like, support me, even though you don't really go to that school anymore. And you guys can all come. Your friends can come. You can watch him just absolutely plow me after we get married. That'll be cool for you, right? You're over it, right? Like, you don't care anymore?
0: <laughs> you could watch us like Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> so, they mentioned something called the newborn army. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, with the newborn army, uh, I, I don't think that they would be able to beat the Pitbull Uprising, but would they be able to beat the Boxer Rebellion?
1: Look, it, you can just really tell that the uh, the Native Americans in this movie are really mad they transform into the wrong type of dog. Because uh, this whole thing could have been cleared up so much more easily if... Uh... He just,
0: I, I'm sorry, I can't stop thinking about, like, the idea of, like, someone says newborn army, then we cut to a fucking, cut to a fucking pit bull named Spaghetti wearing a tutu that just pulls down, like, the siphon filter, like, night vision goggles <laughs> over its eyes. Dude, I've been... All Seth Clearwater just morphing into the dog from Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> shredding
2: these vampires.
1: Dude, I have been thinking about the idea of, uh, of like, a pit bull sensing a baby is near and, like, running into a phone booth like Clark Kent to remove its tutu for, like, three weeks now.
0: <laughs> it is inescapable. He goes into a phone booth and just comes out carrying a fucking broadsword. <laughs>
2: you know, actually, it's the owners. It's not really the breed in particular.
0: It's all about how you raise him. See, we got both sides on here. We report you to side. So, uh... <laughs> Dude, what's the newborn army even going to do? What are they going to are they going to kill the bad vampires or are they just going to kill uh, Bella because much oh like knows. most things with white women, it's all about centering Bella. It's all about
1: centering the one white woman in this entire fucking Which, story. And like that's like, you know, it's dumb enough on its face, but like the whole yeah. fucking newborn army subplot is revealed because Edward and Jacob both sense that one of the newborns was just in her bedroom. It's like, man, what are you, oh, yeah, why don't you just right, fucking wait yeah. there and kill her? Like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing?
0: Yeah, why did he... Yeah, I that fucking scene was so weird. First of all, her dad, the chief of police... Or sheriff, I guess, in Twin Peaks, is completely unawares that there's an intruder in the house. Because I guess vampires step... <laughs> First time for a cop, man. You know? Yeah. And... She opens her door and Edward's just there immediately, and I think fucking Jacob might as well already be in her room, and he he immediately closes her underwear drawer. I was like, "Oh, there's someone in here." <laughs> he was looking in. Sorry, you. I was, uh, uh, your scent was overpowering. Uh,
2: someone must have someone must have ejaculated all over these. <laughs> We're going to find the guy who did this. (laughs) Anyway. We're all looking for him. Let me just use my werewolf sitting here. Oh, Uh, he went that way. Are your toes curling? Ah, it's my uh, werewolf, my pads. (laughs) They're getting used to your new carpet. (laughs) it's so distracting because she gives him nothing and he's just he's shaking so hard he looks like he's about to lift off he just wants to fuck her so bad she and she's just constantly following her weirdo boyfriend around except for like two scenes the smug grin when she hops on his bike in front of Edward is one of the funniest things in this whole franchise yeah
0: (laughs) there's a whole lot of like uh, don't worry I'll keep her safe I am worrying and Huh, okay. And yeah,
1: this just... There's such girls about this. I mean, come on. What are you doing? Hey, uh... It's... Oh it's, it's bad enough, again, as it is, because the dialogue's just unbelievably cringeworthy. But when you remember in all of these scenes that Edward can also read his mind and yet is choosing <laughs> these as his one-line retorts? It's just like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. No wonder this guy thinks he has a chance. Oh...
2: And the worst part is like if we're bringing any sort of logic into this, if you're, you know, a vampire that can live forever, you're just banging both of them, right? I mean, that's it's that's pretty, yeah. pretty good like 20 year commitment you got there.
0: Honestly, they would probably be fine with that. Oh, I don't know if imprinting works that way. I, that's that's only love plus, it's not love plus plus. I'm sorry. I'm not you much of be. a demon soul well, guy. Well, uh, despite yeah. being a fucking psycho hey. this whole
1: movie, it is crucial to remember that Jacob is not imprinted on her. Yeah. No, he pr- imprints on her baby so. Exactly We're gonna yeah. see what that's like later Which I'm sure is normal. Yeah. Yeah. This
2: is just young love at its finest Right, exactly where you hang out, out in a tent on the mountains And you hold oh. her for warmth As you stare daggers at her boyfriend
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm still, by the way A little fucking confused As to whether she is the object of the She's like the She's the stratego piece you need to capture For the newborn army or if it's just like, that's something that's going to happen, and oh, we don't want her to be caught in the middle of it. Because it really seems like it's all about Bella. So, maybe I wasn't paying attention, maybe I was day drinking. Look, so we've had, we had three talk... we
1: We've had three movies of the red-headed villain lady, and I still don't understand oh, yeah. what her motivations are. I don't even know her name. I just know I, it's it probably a different actress now. now. <laughs> oh, Ron right, yeah. Howard's yeah, daughter yeah. is like, yeah, I'll yeah. take that part. Oh, yeah. 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 So,
0: uh... uh We have to talk about the training
1: montage. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Is that before or after
2: we find out um, one of the other Cullen's backstories?
1: Uh, I I believe we find out two of their backstories before the scene. So we can discuss (laughs) both in detail if you would like. Yeah, please do that. Because the one I want to talk about... More than anything is, of course, the wee little vampire Confederate soldier. <laughs> boy. Oh, I'm glad it's this one and not the the rape scene one. So, yeah, no, yeah, I chose yeah, to... No. We've had enough of that tonight. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just the fact that he's talking about, yeah, you know, and I was in the Confederate Army. You're like, hey, on say what? You're in which army? Oh, you were a little. You were a little slave owner little boy And now you just live forever In this weird house full of other vampires They very casually Just drop that line Like yeah the Civil War what side were you on You see his uniform you're like oh (laughs) Interesting These are You know maybe the wolves are right Maybe they should shred this whole goddamn family There ain't no fucking northern soldier named Jasper
1: Like what are you gonna do (laughs) You kind of wrote yourself into a corner here
2: A confederate named Jasper who lives in the Pacific Northwest. Just absolutely shred him to pieces. We do not need him. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the uh, the flashback is not great.
0: Yeah. I think this is also around the scene where she says, oh, turns out I'm also in love with Jacob. And uh, I get to be in love with two guys at once, and it's fun that way. And uh, it turns out Edward doesn't even mind, because she's like, yeah, but I, I love you more. So, uh... I guess <laughs> great <laughs> franchise over let's end this movie yeah uh, what is that what happens that? oh yeah this is this is where the vampire police come in
1: <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to refer to them as the vampire mods but uh you know I the will accept I will accept the vampire police as well
0: is this wait is this uh, actually because I, I, I don't think we talked about the training sequence I don't want to talk about the training sequence the training sequence is how do I say this politely those are the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. It's so fucking shitty. It's, that's the scene where it's, like, they're using their, it, it reminds me of, like, the baseball scene, but without, like, the fun of it. Like, they're, it it, it reminds me of, like, the latest Mortal Kombat movie, Dude, and how fucking lame it is.
1: It is literally choreographed like the fucking gasoline fight in Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna relive that scene for a minute now. <laughs> fucking Alice in there because she can see the future, is able to dodge all the hits and stuff like that. I'm just sort of like, oh, I wish one of them would just get popped right on the snout.
2: It's so
0: embarrassing. It's so fucking lame to look at, dude. I I can't believe the special effects in these movies are so bad.
2: You know what? We gotta get some. You know, we got all the girls here. We gotta get a little something for the
0: fellas. Yeah. How about a cool martial arts training scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... The, the vampire mods come in. <laughs> yeah. Uh... What happens next, then? I don't even remember.
2: The mods kill some girl, and you're supposed to be like, wow, these guys... Oh, yeah, Brie Tanner. Keeps. That's right,
0: because there was a, that other book, The Short Life of Brie Tanner. Uh, don't ask me why I know oh, that. Don't, Anyway... Don't, yeah. don't
2: tell me those things.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've... What happens? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bad guy tortures her or something like that, and they would get the information. And some shit. Uh, so yeah, Bella's still like, I want to be a vampire too, and uh, the vampire's like, All right, fine, gives a fuck, do it here, and like, uh, and she gets like a certain date for it. I'm just like, Oh, that's a setup for the next movie, you know. Um, this and, whole movie, this and New
2: Moon should have been a 45-minute movie put together.
0: Oh yeah, probably. This is like one of those things where I, I think around this time, she's just like, well, if I'm going to be a vampire, it makes more sense to be with a vampire. So she tells Jacob, hey, I'm in love with you, but not enough to like, fuck you. So I'm going to be with Edward. doodles." And uh, I love you so much like yeah. a brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As he's just like punching a hole in his truck. He's yeah. so angry
0: and horny. And uh, he's he's just sad. He's like, oh, okay, fine. And uh, that's when she and Edward are just like, okay, here's a plan. Uh, we're gonna get married, just a dab of sex, and then I get to be a vampire. And uh, and he's just like, okay. And she's just like, well, wow, I can't wait to have so many great <laughs> conversations with you. <laughs> he's,
2: he's in this movie is than me. Like, babe, we've been married five years. Please sleep with me. No, I'm scared. <laughs> He will not fuck this girl who is willing to die for him. <laughs> like he absolutely refuses to even entertain the thought of getting hard in the same room as her. And Jacob is ready to break the vampire treaty to just sniff her asshole. It's
0: so insane.
2: Just bang each other, please. I'm begging you. <laughs>
0: I think it was like the last line, like, oh, we should probably tell my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, look, that weird pale boy's gonna hit back shots off me next weekend. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna break my backboard. (sighs) Well, you know I care about you, dear. Uh, Just let me walk you down the aisle. (laughs) It's like... 120
2: minutes of just staring at the screen going Just please fuck each other I'm begging you to fuck It's not will they won't they It's please god will you just hurry up and that's fuck each That's the thing is other. like you, it,
0: they, will. they will We know that they will because that's the story And they say multiple times like The plan is to turn her into a vampire How do you turn into a vampire? You get married How do you get married? Just a to- dash of sex and that's how it goes you know what's going to happen and they keep dragging it out it's like pam and jim's wedding in the office you know what's coming and you just get to this i have to give this up except for that one i just stopped watching it For this one I have to watch everyone
2: two. knows except jacob yeah. <laughs> like, so you're saying there's a chance
0: <laughs>
2: i love you yes finally i'm gonna no but like i like him more but we could, like, do hand stuff, right? We, we told you our, our whole history. Didn't didn't John Redcorn's story about the vampire lady make you just want to bone me? Don't you see how evil he is? You can't
0: trust any of them. Please fuck me. Please, I'm begging you. Oh, Jacob, please fuck you me. Will, Jacob, you will always be the one to listen to me complain about my boyfriend, <laughs> who I love more. <laughs> Jacob, I'm gonna be there right away to cry in your shoulder. <laughs> huh. I
2: love staying up all night talking to you about how much I want my boyfriend to fuck me. So bad. I just wish he would satisfy my carnal urges. I could use a real animal in the sack. Wow, you're such a good listener. Night night. <laughs> You're oh, sorry. My boyfriend just more. crawled through my window.
0: <laughs> he's going to sleep on the couch. Well, good night.
2: Don't worry. Any day now, he's going to turn me into an undead monster that has tormented your family for generations just so he can bust me open. <laughs> Pleasant dreams. Known at the shirtless boy barn, y'all live on. <laughs>
0: No, no, Every so time she goes... It's
2: like, just like eight shirtless dudes like, yeah, we run pretty hot. Like,
0: what? I can only imagine why he's so fucking frustrated the whole time. He's gotta be like Robin and Batman and Robin. It's
2: like, is this how my girlfriend feels like when we watch Transformers? Is she just... Is this the equivalent of like, what are you watching? Are you... Are you ill? Are you okay? Ugh. <sighs> So yeah. anyway, it was a werewolf vampire fight. Don't ask me anything yeah. that happened. Yeah, something happens. So, that's that is hey, not. Hey, this might surprise you. The uh, the action scenes in the Twilight movie not good. No, oh, yeah. not very that's, memorable.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's fucking. It's not even worth talking about. It looks so fucking stupid. I'm sick of that shit. I would love to be Bryce Dallas Howard's little vampire cuck
2: boy though. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah, this it's a two-hour up. movie. Where the entire movie is a uh, will-they-won't-they-love triangle, but you never ever, for even a second, think that Jacob's an option. And that's the entire movie.
0: <laughs> it just drags it out. Well, Breaking that's Dawn I wish Part 1 is not next week's episode. That's why
2: I wish they made these back in the 90s where they didn't have to just go chapter by chapter. They'd be like, well, you yeah, just tear yeah. out this half of this book. We don't need any of this. Uh, <laughs> keep this character. You know, just fucking toss all this, actually. Yeah. Just the have the werewolf fights, and then he gets her pregnant. Great. Yeah. John Goodman's This whole franchise is two movies. <laughs> it's just, Let's go. It's just start yeah. out
1: with the vampire baby. Like, we don't really need any of the, the, the foreplay.
2: Oh God, you know? Could you imagine? If you go to a theater, like, oh, my girlfriend wants to see this, and five minutes in, she just... <laughs> She's just, just screaming, ahhh! and out comes this monster. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> she has a vampire baby. It looks all ghoulish. And then this werewolf walks up, and transforms into Taylor Lott, and He's like, "Oh my god, I've imprinted upon it." And you're like,
0: "What is this? Did I miss eight movies?" He just he just comes up like a fucking goblinoid. We have that <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking inspiration for jizz in my pants. <laughs> <sighs> well uh
0: dangerously horny at all times <laughs> at all times all right well anything else to say about this uh work of art
2: please top bite me no will you fuck me no will you turn me <laughs> not to we're married but then will you fuck me no great <laughs>
0: let's keep it going all right on that note uh, next week's episode is top gun maverick Oh, it's finally here! Yes, sir. Uh, I think. So, guess? when are we recording yeah. next week then? Uh, what Monday? Uh oh, is it not out? Wait, oh God! Fuck. So it's not I, out till I'm, next I Tuesday am, I am
1: seeing it next Tuesday night because I paid to see it early. Oh, but
0: oh, oh shit! It's not out till like the twenty. Oh, never mind. We do need a new. Episode. Oh beans! Fuck! All right. Uh, Morbius again? No, come on! I'm sick of vampire movies. <laughs> Only oh, takes two. No. Vampires, <laughs> come on! <laughs> Not do Morbius again, come on! <laughs> come on, man! Uh... Sensation
1: These creatures,
0: no. <laughs>
2: I'm just going to watch more Morbius again. You're going to do it. You're going to do it.
0: We're not going to record about it again. Come on. Watch me. It's yeah. it's
1: incredibly cool that like I just happen to know like the eight biggest Morbius fans on the planet. It just happens to be <laughs> all the people I interact with on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> I hope one of them's
0: not Cam because he's going to be like he's going to do like the fucking young Sheldon oh, thing. It's uh, actually good. Bad news,
1: buddy. He watched it tonight. <sighs>